Grace and Peace, you're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a ministry devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in a way that is biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at youwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter, one of the co-hosts, joined today by Isaac Adams. How are you doing? Man, I'm just glad to hear that I'm still one of the hosts of this show. Well, it's kind of you. We're we're doing something a little bit different today, um, listeners, because if you've been following the podcast in this season, we've been releasing interviews with people who are not Isaac, and we're thankful for those guests. Uh, really enjoyed some of the conversations, all the conversations. Um, but we wanted to make an episode explaining why Isaac hasn't been on. So Isaac, and as much as you want to share, you want to just tell folks why you haven't been around? Yeah, man. Couple things. Uh, number one uh, is I've been letting your brilliance run uh, because you talk about your other interviews very humbly, but they're just excellent. So I encourage you, listeners, if you've not heard the interview with Nate or with Alicia, uh, you should go listen to those because I tell Austin all the time you're a better interviewer than me. And there's people. I'm I'm happy to. To build the, you know, the, the word we don't love, but let's just say the, I'm having to build the platform or the microphone and give it to other, other voices. But I'll say, and I'll say the one reason I haven't been on, it's not because we don't live close to each other. Cause now we do. We do. So you're, listeners you're rushing in my living room. That's right. We're recording this in person. This is like our first recording like this. Uh, so it's not been for a lack of physical proximity, uh, but that's not the only kind of proximity that matters. Of course, there's emotional proximity. So on March 3rd, uh, my dear and godly mother went to be with the Lord very unexpectedly. And so that has been a whole lot. And that I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk that I'd love to talk about on this episode, actually. And I say that I'd love to talk about it because I love any opportunity to rise up and bless her name just like I did at the beginning of talking about race. If you see who the book is dedicated to, and mom got to see that before she passed, uh, which means a lot to me. Yeah, man. Well, and I think as somebody who's known you for a while and had met her, knew her a little, seeing the impact she had on your life, and I think seeing her fingerprints on our ministry is worth talking about and honoring her for. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Your mom had a reputation as like a praying woman. You didn't have to know Jan Adams very well to know that she took prayer very seriously. Yeah, man. I mean, I, so it's been a weird time. And I always tell people I'm grieving because I, I struggle to keep my sentences coherent and clear where I feel like normally I, I can do an okay job of that. But uh, I started preaching Colossians at our church, Iron City Church. And I wasn't originally planning to preach Colossians, but just something in me was saying, you should preach Colossians. And it was a few weeks later that mom died. And Colossians, if you look at chapter four, I think verse 18, Paul says explicitly, like, I'm writing this greeting by my own hand. Well, some of my mom, mom's official documents were written, were handwritten. And her funeral instructions were uh, to preach a gospel message. And he said, by my own hand, Janice B. Adams. Uh, so I had the honor and so as someone 
accurately said, I had the terrible privilege of preaching my mother's funeral. And so I say all that because I've been in Colossians and the message came out of Colossians. And one part I focused on was Colossians 1.9, where Paul says, we have not ceased to pray for y'all. And I think Paul is echoing Samuel, which is my brother's middle name, um, but the prophet Samuel, who said, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for the people. And I looked at all my siblings at the memorial service from the pulpit, and I said, you know, Esther, mom took her prophetic role in your life that seriously. Uh, Because what I said was there was one time— I was a young, I mean, I am a young man, but I was an even younger man. And it just kind of dawned on me that mom was always praying for me. So one one day I thanked her for that. I just said, thank you so much for praying for me. And you know what she did, bro? She quoted Samuel, literally. She said, Isaac, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. And so I just went down my siblings and said, you know, Esther, Hannah, so, you know, just all my siblings and said, mom took her prophetic role in our life that seriously. That was her posture toward prayer. I said she refused to refuse prayer. And so it is, I've never thought of this ministry really as fruit of hers, but it completely is that. And I'm thankful for her her dedication to prayer. Yeah, prayer wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't something she would get around to. It was It was a huge priority for her. Yeah, that's right. And I, I want to encourage even the moms listening to this to keep praying for your kiddos. I mean, what decades of prayer can do, you know, it, it, it shows me as we look at this mountain of race and racial justice and racism, it's well, Jesus told us what to do with mountains. Ask me and I'll move them. So what are some early memories you have of her praying? Oh, man. I mean, that's the thing. Mom was good about, she didn't exactly have a closet, but mom was a very dignified woman and a very private woman, which it's striking to me to see, like, you know, when someone dies, you hear a lot about that person, but just how much I've heard about mom. Like, like learned? Yeah, learned and just heard other people. Like, you would think this very private person, people wouldn't know tons, but like testimonies are just coming out of the, the left and right of of mom and her faithfulness. So like, I mean, I remember she gave me a, a little battle zone Bible and, uh, and on the front it said Psalm 119, I think it's not. How can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? Just, just things like that where I just come, I, I've blessed the Lord. I had a mother like Timothy's mom who's like, you know, I'm learning from her, the gospel. You know, so she's my favorite. I love Dever. Love Grimke, love Spurgeon. Mom has always been my favorite theologian. So, so I would, so I know that's not a specific memory of her praying per se, but I don't have that probably because she was always just praying privately. It was to, this is pre podcast where, you know, she was just obeying Matthew six and, you know, doing it in private. So I'm, uh, I'm struck reading our aims and the, the aims you put together for us as a ministry and thinking about being prayerful. Um, the son of Jan Adams wrote that. You know what I mean? Like, I've been thinking a lot about this, just the influence she has had on our, on our ministry. I'm just super grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I look up and I see more of her fingerprints on things. And I just, I think the Lord is doing that probably in all our lives, but it's like HD and mom in terms of mom's life right now. This comes at a a hard 
I mean, it's when is a good time to lose your mom, right? Right. That's, but this is kind of an especially hard time for this to be hitting you. It strikes me. Yeah. I mean, I had just left DC, you know, which I is just, where she was, where she, where she was, uh, where I was with her, where she birthed me and my four siblings, all of us in the same hospital, all grew up in the same house, you know, and, you know, I'll just speak for a moment to this. She, she said early on <laughs> when I told her about, uh, finding a church, you know, she was like, that's great. That's wonderful. And I said, yeah, uh, it's in Birmingham. And very uncharacteristically, she recoiled in horror. She said, oh, Isaac, I told the Lord I would never step foot in that city after what they did to those four little girls. Of course, she was referring to the uh, Birmingham bombing, the 60th anniversary of that being, being next year. And, you know, I've been reflecting on that because I've been thinking about, you know, King and his life. And again, with Colossians, you know, a prisoner writes it. And I'm thinking of uh, Martin Luther King also being a prisoner, also writing this letter from, you know, from jail. From Birmingham jail. Yeah, from Birmingham jail. So, you you know, it was just eerie being in Colossians, like this handwritten letter. My, this is how my mom signs it off. And just all the ways these things are coalescing when King writes his letter. Mom is 13 years old. So just thinking of all this history— and, and yeah, so it just comes at a very strange time. And I, what I said to folks is mom never did make it to Birmingham, not for lack of trying. She wanted to come to the installation, but COVID uh, was really bad at that point. Um, and she had plans to be here, you know, March 18th. I was going to go pick her up. And the Lord had plans for her to be in a better city. And so I leave that there, but it's just eerie how those things came together as your friend and really hating this for you and thinking about this a lot it's that's been the comforting thought that i keep coming back to which is as hard as this is for you the lord did no wrong to your mom in this oh i know and that's i mean mom's legacy is in my life is that i refuse to curse the lord during this time that's the last thing she'd want, right? right. She'd be like, uh, you know, I'll only continue to bless the Lord. I'm thankful for all the time he gave me with her, all the years. So it's just, there's so much good that I, I'm deeply encouraged while being deeply sad. And that sounds a lot like the Christian life. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so that's where I've been attending, you know, preaching your mother's funeral. I mean, writing your mom's obituary is a tender and terrible experience. It's just, it's a strange thing. And so getting, you know, I come from a big family, linking up with family, working through all that. Grief is just so many things. It's it's disruptive, expensive, exhausting. I mean, it's so many things. And there's the added just hook on the back end, which is when you lose someone that important, you've also lost your support system that you yeah. usually go to for hard things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do at that point? You know, it's really hard. So, so yeah, man. Anything else you want to talk about with her? Any other memories you want to share? Qualities, ways she, she taught you? 
I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'll just to put a bow on the conversation. So when the one where she was like, I told the Lord I'd never step foot in that city. I remember texting Dever, Mark Dever, uh, who prayed at her memorial service, which was wonderful. I remember texting her, texting him and saying, we're off to a great start over here. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, mom came around and she, she later texted me saying, I love you. You know, I'll support you wherever you go. Talking about how she, you know, be praying for me and all these things. And then at some point she said, you know, you can go, but you can leave, you can leave my grandkids here with me. <laughs> so no, man, I mean, I think, I mean, this was just the most incredible person and to lose them is, it's devastating in so many regards. And so, you know, just, but man, seeing the way the memorial service came together uh, and just seeing her life and what like, you know, I think it's often we want to pray one prayer and watch the mountains move. And the Lord can do that. But there's something about a life of prayer that that is its its, its own sermon. Oh, yeah. You know, one of my pastors at ICC often says this, time as a way of testing the genuineness of our desires. And mom was tested in life a lot but prove to be genuine. And would that be the truth for you and me? Oh yeah. Like the, the thought that when I die, folks will talk about me the way that they talk about your mom is like, that's kind of off the table. I could hope for something. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get like uh, some fraction of that. Oh, same here, bro. I mean, same here. So yeah, man. I mean, so that's, and bro, I mean, and I truly am happy, you know, the ministry, I think we should say like another another place we've been is establishing this ministry still is still building it still getting a lot of good trellis set up so we can really be off to the races. So I'm um, I'm excited for that too. I'm excited for that too and even to be recording this in my living room looking at you. Yes. Oh. I mean, we've been doing this work together for I don't know how long. Um but we haven't lived in the same city since like 2015. Mhm. That's right. That's right. And so the Lord is doing a new thing, building a new thing, helping a new thing. Yeah, man, I'm, um, I'm, I'm excited about. Well, and as much as we're doing, watch this transition, but this is why you pay me. And as much as we're doing a new thing, let's continue to do the old things. Come on, somebody. That we were taught. There it is. Um, that you learned from your mom. I mean, just that, that constancy in prayer, like that's, that's, my aspiration, I know that's your aspiration for this ministry. Yeah, and it's hard, man. It's hard to keep praying for the same stuff. Oh, and when you're dealing with something like racism in the church, I mean, it's so tempting to be bitter and like to get mad instead of to instead get of prayerful. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do everything but pray sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm not as godly as your mom. Mm hmm. Well, let's do that, man. Let's do that. Open? Sure. Father, thank you for my brother. Thank you for his friendship, his influence on this ministry. And Lord, thank you so much for the life of his mother. Thank you for her faithfulness, for her investment um, in so many people, Lord, Um, but in Isaac specifically. Thank you for the ways she 
taught him and others how to pray for the way she modeled that um, and for the impact it's it's had even on this on this ministry um, and on those who benefit from it. So Lord, thank you for her life and most of all thank you that she is with you um, and that we can we can tr- entrust her to you. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Oh Lord, we thank you for the privilege to carry everything to you in prayer. Lord, we thank you that we, we talked about getting mad. Lord, we thank you we can bring our madness, our sadness, our gladness. Lord, all of these things we bring and commit to you in prayer. Father, we do thank you for mom's life. Lord, we thank you that people enjoy the fruit of this ministry. It's because they enjoy the fruit of her ministry. And we pray that the fruit would grow greater still. Father, we pray that we would be faithful to raise a generation, that our children would rise up and call us blessed. Uh, Father, give us grace to this. Encourage us, strengthen us. Lord, we need your strength to do this work. Father, we, uh, we pray that we would be faithful to pray. That we, like Paul, would pray without ceasing, that we'd look for evidences of gospel fruit and see it bearing fruit not only in our churches, but in the whole world, as Paul writes in Colossians. That we would wonder at the fact that Jesus has made peace by the blood of his cross. So we may now be presented holy and blameless and above reproach, Lord, if indeed we continue in the faith, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that we've heard, Lord, we pray that we wouldn't shift in this ministry, in our families, in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the same living room with you, bro. That is good. I love you. Well, as always, thank you for listening. You can find more about our work at our website, youwepray.com. Grace and peace.